How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be talking about money. Actually, we're going to be talking about the five traits that all millionaires have. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to Amazon and grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right. So money. Why is money such a big deal? Well, money literally has its ties in every area of the... Uh, Maslow's hierarchy. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy, everything from shelter to status to physical self, uh, physical safety, physical health, money can help you in all of these different areas. It can even help you uh, when it comes to self-actualization because it can provide safety and a buffer from all of these other needs, these other needs that we have um, in our lives. So as much as we want to say that money can't buy happiness, because it can't, that's absolutely true, money can help satisfy some of our basic needs, which then allows us to go for more, go for true self-actualization. So this is why, you know, that shit you don't learn in college and high-impact coaching, we're not afraid to talk about money. We're not afraid to say, hey, yeah, it's a, it's okay and it's actually a good thing to want money because money is just a tool that can be used for amazing, amazing things if you were actually a good person. So when I was young, I always wanted to be a millionaire. I don't know why. I don't know why I, I just had this idea that making a bunch of money would be really cool and I could help a lot of people. And I, I literally had this, this thought from when I was when I was a kid. And uh, uh, Credit Suisse actually says now, you know, and obviously making making a million bucks, uh, you know, in the back in the the 80s was a little bit different than it is now. You know, it's a lot easier to become a millionaire than it is now uh, than it was then. Uh, but according to Credit Suisse, being a millionaire, million dollar income uh, is still the top one percent of the world. So that would be the one percent as a millionaire. Um, so. Uh, there's a lot of people that are always interested in making more money. I was one of those people. And now that I have gotten to that point, I'm, I'm very interested in how uh, my view of it has changed and, and what got me here and what got a lot of people here. Um, I've always been interested in what made successful people successful, how they got to where they are, how they thought, how they behaved, how they, how they, uh, uh, how they think, how they act, all of these different things. Um, this is why I'm so fascinated with autobiographies. I love reading autobiographies because rather than reading textbooks of how to do something, I'd rather read the autobiography of the person that actually did it to see what they did, how they thought, how they behaved, what they had to do to get there. Uh, that's more impactful to me. So up to this point, um, I have kind of made it a, a personal uh, um, habit of mine to study successful people and people who have made a lot of money. And I wanted to see what the habits and traits and characteristics of those people are. Now, I'm close friends with dozens of millionaires and multimillionaires. I've interviewed over 100 millionaires and multimillionaires and even billionaires. Um, so I think I've got some ideas of what it actually takes to be 
a millionaire. So I wanted to distill what I noticed were probably the top five traits of successful millionaires and, and people who've made uh, a lot of wealth, true wealth in their life. Now, I'm going to dig into those five traits for you now. So the first one that I have noticed is uh, pretty standard, pretty straightforward. It's discipline and focus. Now, uh, there's a famous story of when Bill Gates uh, met Warren Buffett for the first time. Bill Gates had Warren Buffett over for dinner, and uh, Bill Gates' mom actually went around the table, and it was a dinner party, and Bill Gates' mom went around the table, and she asked everybody at the table, if you were to describe success in one word, what would it be to you? And there were about 20 people at this dinner party, and 11 of, of the 20 people wrote down the same thing, including Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. If you were to describe success in one word, uh, what would it be to you? And 11 of the 20 people wrote down the same word, including Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. And the one word was focus. Focus equals success. Now, one of the things that I always tell people is becoming an entrepreneur, if you want to become an entrepreneur, I know a lot of people that want to become entrepreneurs. The majority of the world is not entrepreneurial. 95% of the world is not entrepreneur. I think it's actually technically 96, according to a Gallup poll that was done in a couple of years ago. Uh, but 96% of the world is, you know, normal people, nine to fivers. Only 4% of the world is entrepreneurial, but so many people want to become entrepreneurs. Now, in order to become an entrepreneur, you have to be a yes person. You have to be willing to say yes. You have to be willing to do something different. But in order to be a successful entrepreneur and to be, in order to be successful in business and making money, you actually have to become a no person. This is something that I work on with every single one of our clients because becoming an entrepreneur, they get excited, they start saying yes to everything. And I have to teach them to start to say no to more things. They have to be disciplined. They have to say no to more stuff and they have to be focused on the things that are actually producing results, right? Producing results is different than being busy. Productivity and busyness are not the same. And this requires discipline and focus. Now, you have to be a no person to be disciplined and focused. You have to be disciplined in how you spend your time and who you spend it with. You have to be disciplined in what you're focusing on, what you're putting your energy towards, and what you're not. You have to be disciplined in all the things that you say no to because you have to say no to the good in order to say yes to the great. The less that you do, the more you will grow, the faster you will develop wealth. Discipline and focus is one of the most important things. Now, there is, I, you know, when I was younger, you know, I probably toyed around with, I don't know, a dozen different ways to start to produce wealth. And I'll tell you right now, there are probably a couple dozen different ways to produce wealth very well right now in today's economy and in today's society, right? But I didn't focus on all of those things at once. In Robert Kawasaki's book, uh, um, rich dad, poor dad, one of the things that he talks about is establishing multiple streams of income. One of the things that he doesn't talk about is you don't establish multiple streams of income all right now. You focus on one at a time. Because if you're trying to establish multiple streams of income at the same time, you end up with mul multiple trickles of income. Any person who's ever built true wealth has established one full true stream of income before they start to go build another. And normally that stream of income itself becomes a million dollar stream of income before they go focus on other things. So discipline and focus is one of the most important things. Pick the one thing, the one business idea, the one investment idea, or one investment strategy, or the, the one you know side hustle strategy that's gonna make you enough money to get out of your nine to five. Pick one thing and be disciplined on it. Focus in on it and say no to more, more stuff that's pulling you away from it. Say no to the random... Uh, to, to the random parties that don't serve you. Say no to Netflix and chill. Say no to spending time with people that pull you down, people that, that don't serve you, that don't motivate you, that aren't positive. You gotta say no to more stuff so you can say yes to the great stuff. That's number one, be disciplined and focused. Number two, 
Millionaires are critical thinkers. They have this unique ability to ask why. They're problem solvers. Now, I want you to think about this, right? I want you to think about this. In order to be successful, you can't you can't go by the social norm. You have to be able to ask why and you have to problem solve. One of the things that I tell our clients is entrepreneurs by definition are problem solvers. Like the definition of a business is literally to find a problem that this world needs solving and then you go solve it. And in the process of solving it through a product or a service, people will pay you money to solve that problem. So entrepreneurs are professional problem solvers. I tell this to all of my clients. I always, you know, in, in our events, I tell everybody, raise your hand if you if you hired us to, to solve your problems. And everybody in the group will raise their hand. And I will tell them, I'll say, well, unfortunately, I'm not here to solve your problems. I'm here to teach you how to solve your own problems and then give you bigger problems. Because six-figure problems are bigger than, you know, nine-to-five problems. Six-figure business, biggest business owner problems are bigger than nine-to-five problems. And seven-figure business owner problems are bigger than six-figure business problems. So my job is not to solve your problems for you. My job is to teach you how to solve your own problems and then give you bigger problems. So entrepreneurs are problem solvers. So if you want to stand out, if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to become a pro professional problem solver. You can't be afraid of problems, right? The definition of problems is a question being asked. Uh, it's, a, it's a question being asked with regard to a necessity of being solved, right? It's, it's all it is, is just, it's a proposal of, can we solve this problem? So critical thinkers are willing to ask why, they're willing to problem solve. Uh, one of the words that I use is nine to fivers. Uh, nine to fivers need to be told what to do. Critical thinkers, entrepreneurs, realize that everything is figure outable. Once you realize everything is figure outable and everything is just a problem to be solved, you can truly be successful. That's number two. You got to be a critical thinker. Number three, uh, millionaires are resilient risk takers. Millionaires are resilient risk takers. Now, uh, according to EM Broker, which uh, is a venture startup that invests in entrepreneurs, 90% of startups fail. 90% of startups fail. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't eventually succeed. Now, according to a scientific, uh, according to a scientific American study, they found that the average entrepreneur, the average successful millionaire requires 2.03 failures before they have a successful venture. That means you have to fail at least twice before you have a successful venture. Now, that's on average. Now, I consider myself lucky because I, you know, succeeded with my first venture. And there's a lot that you can do to make sure that you succeed with your first venture, making sure you have the right mentorship, making sure you have the right mindset, making sure you have the right tools and skills to make sure that you get there. But the average entrepreneur fails twice before they succeed. Now, if you're going to fail twice before you succeed, you got to be resilient. Now, I asked one of my mentors, Craig, what percent of his projects and experiments work in his business? And he said, oh, maybe 20%. I was like, holy crap. But it's true. I looked at my business and I'd say about 20% of the projects or the ventures or the, the ideas that we have within our business actually work. That means 80% don't. 80% of the things that we test out don't end up working. But the 20% that do, 20x or 30x or 50x in return. So it's worth it. Right? So you got to be willing to take risks. You got to be willing to fail. Thomas Edison talks about that when, you know, when asked, uh, you know, it took him a thousand or 10,000 tries to create the light bulb, you know, how he made it through the first 9,999. He said, you know, I didn't fail 9,999 times. I just learned 9,999 times how not nine ways not to make a light bulb. Risk taking is just learning. Each failure puts you a little bit closer to the win. And when you can shift your mindset to realizing, 
you got to be resilient. Every time you fail, you're just learning. It, that failure is in the process to success. A lot of people, a lot of people envision themselves at the center of this ball, and like success is in one direction and failures in another, the opposite direction. But that's not true. If you think of yourself on this journey, it's like you're on this journey, and as you're going through failure, you're going toward the direction to success. You have to go through failures to get to success, right? So you got to be a resilient risk taker. That's number three. Uh, or number four, sorry, three, three, there we go. <laughs> number four, faith. And this is actually what allows you to have risk-taking. Now, this was one of the wild cards that I was not expecting as I interviewed hundreds of millionaires was every single millionaire had some aspect of faith. Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about faith, right? Jim Carrey talks about it best. He says, you know, everybody should have a little bit more faith. If you have a little bit more faith, you would make all the money in the world. Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about hope. You need faith right? Now think about it. Success is illogical by nature. We live in a very logical world. Our world, our, our society has programmed us to be logical, social norms, social rationale, right? Well, think about it. Social norms, social rationale is created by the norm, the average, right? Success by definition is more than the norm. In order to be successful, you have to do different. You have to do more than the norm. You have to do more than the average. So success by definition requires more, which means it requires illogical. You have to be illogical. You have to be irrational if you want to be successful because social rationale will keep you average. Now, in order to go different than what quote-unquote social logic tells you to do, you have to have some belief in the unknown. You have to have belief that there is more beyond the line of what you know. You have to have belief that there is more beyond your comfort zone, beyond the fence line of what you can see and what you know directly within your vision. If you do not have this belief, if you do not have this faith that you are, there's more for you, there's a bigger purpose, there is success beyond this, love defeats hate, success defeats failure, all of these things. If you do not have that belief, You'll never have the courage to venture beyond the fence line. You'll never have the courage to step beyond the unknown. Think about that. We are scientifically programmed to stay safe in the known. It is our animalistic part of our brain, our amygdala, our fear that keeps us safe. As, as you know, cavemen, you may wander around in tribes of, of small groups, but you wouldn't venture, you wouldn't venture beyond what you knew for fear of, oh, I don't know what's in that ravine. What if there's a, a saber-toothed tiger in that ravine? We could die. Right, So scientifically programmed to stay safe in what you know. We know that there's fresh berries over here. We know that there's good hunting over here. I don't want to, you know, I think of Moana. It's so funny. I love Disney movies. I think of Moana. Don't get, go beyond the reef. You don't know what's beyond the reef. Right, Stay within the reef. There's, there's coconuts here. There's, there's good fishing here. You don't need to go beyond the reef. But just like Moana, if you have faith in the unknown, if you have faith that there's more, that you have to go beyond the unknown and that, that you're going to need to do this and there's going, you're going to be okay, we have to fight our animalistic programming. That fear keeping us safe in the unknown is actually keeping us stunted from what's truly possible for us. And that's what faith helps us do. Now, the last habit that I have known, the last trait of, of really wealthy people that I've known is a pretty basic one. And you, a lot of people overlook this. You have to be money aware. You have to be money aware. What you put your attention on grows. It's that simple, right? These are the lessons and laws that we learn from the law of attraction, from uh, you know our great mentors like uh, like um, Jack Canfield, John Asraf, Bob Proctor. You know all of these people taught us that what we focus on grows. Well, if you focus on gratitude, 
you end up with more things in your life to be grateful for. Well, if you focus on your money, you're going to pull yourself out of debt and you're going to put yourself in great wealth. It's just that simple. Successful people have good money habits, right? Money is just, and a lot of people, before they become successful, before they make a lot of money, they have really bad money mindsets, money programming. Money can either be the devil or money can be God. But the truth is, Money is neither of those things. Money is just a tool. If you think about scientifically what money is, money is just a measure of social value. It's a, a physical or digital placeholder for social value. If you give me a service and you don't want one of my services back in exchange as a trade, I give you money to hold the social value exchange. If I buy a ticket to, you know, I'm, I'm flying out to Australia in a couple of months to see our, our Australian family with Maddie, and I bought a ticket on Qantas. Well, Qantas doesn't want to become a, a coach, online coach. So instead, I have to pay Qantas money to buy that ticket. That's the exchange of social value. That's all it is, right? So it's not good or bad. Money is just a value holder. Well, if that's the case, then money is just a tool as an ID marker of how much value you bring to the world. If I get paid more, that means I'm bringing more value to the world. If more people pay me more, that means I'm bringing more value to more people. So really, how much money I make is just a measure of how much value I am bringing to this world. So we shouldn't be afraid of money. We should be using money as an ID marker of how much value we are bringing into this world. And you should be monitoring your money in and money out so that you know how much value you're bringing into this world. If you focus on your money, if you have good money habits and you build a good relationship with money, a healthy relationship with money, money will grow and you will spend money. The money that you need will come to you and you will be able to then allow that money to flow. Money's like a pipeline. You have, to allow, you have to allow money to flow in to flow out the other side. If you plug up a hose on one side, if you're not letting money flow out, if you plug up a hose and you're not letting water flow out, no water will flow into the hose either. So we have to develop good relationships with money. We have to be money aware, right? Because you can never grow wealthy without being money aware. If you do, you'll just lose it just as fast, right? This is why 80% of lotto winners end up broke within five years because they didn't establish the good money habits to begin with. So for everybody who wants to build wealth, everybody who wants to be a millionaire, a multimillionaire, I wanna, I wanna emphasize with you to start by studying these habits and implementing these habits and study more successful people than yourself. Put yourself around the people that are more successful that you want to learn from and that'll help you start to do it. All right, that's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you learn with us here, here today. And don't forget to go to amazon.com and grab your copy of the new number one bestseller shit you don't learn in college available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.